Welcome to Living Heritage, a show about people who are engaged in the heritage and culture sector, all those who keep heritage alive at the community level. I'm Dale Jarvis, and today's guest is Sarah Wade. Sarah has worked for the Museum Association of Newfoundland and Labrador since June 2011. Prior to working at Mannell, Sarah attended Memorial University of Newfoundland, where she received a Bachelor of Arts with a double major in Archaeology and History in 2009. Sarah also obtained an Honours Diploma in Advanced Museum Studies from Algonquin College in Ontario in June 2011. Sarah is also an active member with Youth Heritage NL, a group that works to create a network for youth and heritage professionals within the province. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted you're here as one of our youths. <laughs> it's nice to have you here. And um, yeah, I was trying to think like where we met. I know we, we kind of got to know each other in Labrador, I think. I think that was the first time we bonded. That was our first magical journey. It was. To the big land. I remember. Yeah. I and remember looking at, I remember going and looking at uh, old surplus army equipment. Yeah. And then driving to Northwest River and teaching workshops. Yeah, That was the best store <laughs> in the world. Northern Lights store? What? Northern Lights? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I remember, like, because I had done the, like, your haunted hikes before, and then I remember telling my family, because I had just done it this summer, like, I'm going to Labrador with Dale Jarvis. <laughs> and then... And it was all And then I got to there. know you, yeah. and then I was like, oh. <laughs> oh that's it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was, I guess that was fairly early in your, uh, your mantle years, was it? Yeah, that was... I started with the Museum Association Newfoundland Labrador in 2011, so that was my first big trip and my first trip to Labrador. So it was wonderful. And um, yeah, we had you teach a workshop for the day as part of our museum assistance program. And then we had a couple of representatives from the Canadian Conservation Institute teach a workshop as well. And that was at the Labrador Interpretation Center in Northwest River. Which is a great facility. Oh, yeah, fabulous. Yeah. 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 I've been there great several experience. times. It's nice. And they have a great little performance space there and they do really good community programming. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there was like a community group did the lunch for us and it was delicious. Yeah. So we're going to, we want to talk a little bit today about, uh, we want to talk about youth heritage NL specifically, but I also want to just uh, get some, some of your history about how you as a young person, you know, developing your work as a, as a heritage professional. So let's start with your education. You went to Mon and then you went on to Algonquin. Um, so tell me about, tell me about why you chose that path, that particular path. Well, even back further than that, when I was in high school, you could either choose between Canadian geography or Canadian history, and I went the geography route. And then the next year, you could choose between world history or world geography, and I went world geography, and there wasn't even enough interest for world world history. So then I went to university, and one of my friends was going to be taking part in the uh, Mike O'Brien's first year history class. So I signed up for that. And he was such a phenomenal instructor. And he's like an amazing storyteller and how he presents history. And he always ends it on a cliff note. And you know what happens because it's history, but he just makes it so exciting. Um, so I ended up doing a lot of courses, Mike O'Brien. Um, and I got really interested in history and archaeology. And then my roommate at the time, Jessica Penn, she started volunteering with the Rooms educational program, so I got in contact with Bob Forsey, who's the educational officer at the time with the Rooms, and I started volunteering with him, and I 
loved it. I made so many friends and I was one of the younger people. So I'd go have these like amazing chats with Joan and her trip to Georgia to visit her like grandkids. And it was just a great experience and really made me feel connected with the community. Where I was from, Avenel, I didn't know many as many people in St. John's. So I started volunteering with there, and I was fortunate enough to get a job at the rooms summer 2008. And then I started volunteering with Elaine Anton, with the who was the collections management for archaeology. And I started volunteering with her and loved that. So then I did a bit of research on what I could do with my arts degree. And I knew I didn't want to be a teacher, even though it was a great opportunity. So I, I did a bit more research, and I discovered that there was this museum studies program you could do at Algonquin College in Ottawa, so that really piqued my interest. So I applied through the Ontario College system, and I was successfully accepted for that program. And with the Algonquin College Museum Studies program, it's a three-year program, but if you have a degree, then you can skip, you can apply and skip the first year. So I got to go into the second year. So I moved to Ottawa in 2009 and I had a wonderful time and I was the only person from Atlanta, Canada. The The next person that was closest east was from Quebec and everyone was kind of wondering why I moved from Newfoundland to Ottawa to do a museum studies program, but uh, yeah, I absolutely loved it. And then I got to do an internship for four months at the Canadian War Museum. And my intern supervisor was Maggie Arbor Doucette, who is the best person in the world. And she taught me so much and she gave me amazing projects. And it wasn't just make work projects. It was like, this is valuable information for you to learn. And we work together. It was fabulous. So then uh, during the internship on my lunch breaks, (laughs) I would cold call pretty much every organization in St. John's, seeing if they were hiring. It was really awkward, but I was determined. And then I called the Museum Association Newfoundland Labrador, and the person who answered the phone was Kayla Burry, and we had done a couple of archaeology courses together. And she was like, actually, I think we are hiring for a project. So she got me in touch with Ken Flynn, the executive director, and June 2011, uh, when I finished my program, I started working with the Museum Association as publications intern. The, the story uh, of how you got your first job at the, at the rooms is <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like, and you've told me this story before. Yeah, so I was volunteering with Bob Forsey, and I had only just met him. So I was kind of intimidated, you know, you're young, and you know, he seems so prestigious in his job, and I just have so much respect for Bob. And I asked him, like, how did he get that job? What did he do? And then I'm pretty confident he mis- like misunderstood what I was saying because then he was talking about jobs that they have coming up. So I just rolled with it. I was like, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, that's good. And then no time later, he did all this research and he looked into SWASP not sure the actual student work uh, summer program yeah yeah he looked into SWASP and he just got the ball rolling and then (laughs) that summer through an accidental like misunderstanding of a question I was working at the rooms and it was so amazing 
he put so much work into like what my job would look like for the summer. I spent one day with, or I spent two days with Bob with the education program. I spent one day with Rose Smart, who's conservator. I spent one day uh, with the curator of natural history. And I spent another day down in collections for archaeology. So it was like every day throughout the summer, I was always doing something different. And people were so nice to me. And I don't even know how Bob arranged it, but I had like a corner office. Like <laughs> you never my had office was better than Bob's. Like, <laughs> and, and I just look back at Bob and Bob Forsey and Maggie Arbor-Doucette and how much they've done for me, you know, in heritage with my life. And I so think, grateful. I think that's a good note uh, to people who are developing internship programs. In that, I think the internship has to be meaningful. Like, exactly. You know, it can't be just, oh, we're going to have you do filing for, for I'm three I'm going to give you all the jobs I don't like. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. But having a job that actually allows you to grow as a young professional is a really yeah. important thing. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I was helping uh, Elaine in the collections area, like, um, rehouse artifacts. And these are really important skills for someone like myself that was interested in museums to have on their resume like I still have that kind of experience on my resume and it still helps me out to this day so you've been very active with Youth Heritage NL which is a program that the Heritage Foundation started uh two years ago, I guess in 2000 and I guess 2015 was the first conference, 2016 was the second, happened in March both years. And and that's an organization that uh, is kind of still evolving and and changing. Mm -hmm. What what do you see as the main kind of general goal of, of Youth Heritage NL being? I would say the general goal for Youth Heritage NL is basically to serve as a network putting together people that are young in heritage and the people that are, you know, the professionals within the heritage, and then get them introduced. And, you know, introducing the people that are, that have been in heritage for years, that are looking for new volunteers, that are uh, looking to hire someone new, and then the young people in heritage that are trying to figure out how to get started. Right. And to serve as a kind of matchmaker between those two groups, because oftentimes... There's a disconnect between two, those two groups. I'm work with a professional as a professional development coordinator with the Museum Association of Newfoundland Labrador, and I'm working with people every day that are in these museums, and they feel that there's a, not everyone, but there's people out there that feel there's no youth coming behind them to pick up where they left off because they've had grandkids and they want to go to Florida and they want to step back from their museum, but they feel like no one's behind them to pick up the jobs. And then there's also youth out there that are willing and interested in getting involved in some way, but they don't know how. Yeah. So we'd kind of like to serve to get these two groups to be introduced to one another. Right. And we hope to do that through events, through our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then through our blog as well. So what are, what are some of the things that Youth Heritage NL have, have done over the past two years? In the past, well, the committee members of Youth Heritage NL have been actively putting together the forum, so we're very happy with how the past two forums have gone. Um, we've also had nights where we would just get together uh we had one night where we got together at Big Ben's and just socialized, getting to know one another. 
Uh, we've had other activities at the Crow's Nest where people could tell. It was kind of like an open mic for storytelling. And people could tell their triumphs, lesson learned, and heritage. And we also had an event at the Rooms in the art gallery section and Jason Sellers gave us a wonderful tour and it was called Not Your Mother's Museum Tour, which was fabulous. And we also did a cemetery cleanup um, in partnership with Heritage Foundation Newfoundland Labrador in Heart's Content. Yeah, so people get an opportunity to kind of share stories, hear other people's stories. Yeah, so, you know, it's not just our committee members that are attending this event, but we're getting people that have been in Heritage for a while, that um, people just moved here, We've had other people that aren't involved with heritage at all, but are just interested in being a part of what we're doing. One of the things that I think was very popular at the at the 2016 Youth Heritage Forum was uh, the lunch kind of mentorship speed dating uh, event. Yeah, that that seemed to be one that that resonated well with the participants. Yeah, people really enjoyed it. Like. And sometimes lunch can just be a dead time where people are just eating. They don't know where to sit. Um, if you're going with a group of friends, then that's great. But if you're the one lone ranger from Clarenville or wherever, and you don't know where to go, it can be really intimidating. So this is a good way to monopolize that time for the lunch. And we had people that had to sit at certain tables. And then we had an individual who is dealing with heritage in some capacity move from table to table and there was question posed and people got to ask the individual that was at their table you know how did you get started what are your experiences um and stuff like that so there was i kind of made my way around to different tables and people are asking a lot of great questions and i think the only issue with that session is that it was not long enough people wanted more questions they wanted more (laughs) one-on-one they wanted to get every bit of knowledge out of these fabulous people like teresina mccarthy scott nielsen uh, julie pomeroy um oh my god yeah and the and the people who were circulating i think we had eight uh eight mentors that day yeah and who were in different levels of their profession and who were from different sectors within the heritage community i find heritage is so difficult to get started with because there's so many different paths you can go on if you want to be a nurse or engineer it's like okay you have to do x y and z and you will be an engineer but with heritage you can have an interest in food ways archives museums shipwrecks and there's not one route so that's why i find it so important for people to get to know other people in the field and say how did you get started most of the time when i'm traveling around with the museum association getting to know people a lot of the people volunteers in museums are retired teachers um or, you know, there's people that are retired lawyers or accountants, and they're trying to get involved with their heritage somehow. So it's everyone starts off different in heritage, and it's just a matter of finding out what options are for you. You know, do you want to do folklore or whatnot? We've talked a little bit about your educational background and, and how that kind of prepared you for things. But, but how important is the volunteerism for, for young people? Oh, I think it's integral part of finding out what you want to do with your life. Um, just in the spring, I went out and spoke in uh, Conception Bay South to my cousin David's high school class, group of grade 11s, their career class. And I was promoting volunteer because for free, you can find out what you want to do with your life. 
you know, you just don't want to go to school and then, okay, I'm a nurse now. And then two years down the road, be like, you know what, this is not for me. For free, you can go and get this experience and say, okay, I'm really interested in this aspect of heritage. Or, you know what, I volunteered at a museum and this is not for me. This is not the kind of life I want to have. Um, so it's a wonderful opportunity. And and it's just good to know, you know, what kind of jobs are out there. When you're in high school, growing up, growing up, I didn't realize, I had never thought of being a museum professional. I don't even, I think I want to train killer whales and dolphins. <laughs> when, you you know, could still do that. I could still. On, your, on the side. You know, <laughs> Shamu and I, best friends. But that's something for free. You can find out who you are, what your interests are. And then make friends and get some experience yeah. as you go along. Really gain some important contacts within the community. And, and just feel like a sense of worth, like you're helping out the community in some way. So I want to ask now then, you're, you're working with a lot of community museums. That's what the Museums Association does. If people wanted to get involved and volunteer with community museums, how, how would you go about that? I'm, I'm at home, I'm listening to this mm-hmm. uh, broadcast, and I'm thinking, yeah, I, I'd like to volunteer with a museum. How do I, how do I start? Well, every museum, you know, we had talked about this before. People don't want, when they volunteer, they just don't want to be on a committee anymore. They want to have a task. And I, you know, you've said that. I totally agree with you. So it's just a matter of reaching out to the museum on uh, Manel's website, www.manel.nf.ca, and that's M-A-N-L. You can go there and you can see a list of museums in the province uh, with their contact information, and you can check them out to volunteer. That's something else that I'd like to have Youth Heritage develop. I'd like to, you know, have Youth Heritage figure out what volunteer opportunities are available in the province and kind of be a matchmaker because even though you're in St. John's attending College of the North Atlantic or Memorial University of Newfoundland, you could still help a museum in Joe Bat's Arm or Port-a-Basque. You can help uh, applying, you know, doing the online component of an application for funding you could help with their social media. So there's different ways you can volunteer, not just by having to be in that community or be from that area. So that's something that we're working on and the Youth Heritage NL Committee has discussed. And um, yeah, so we would like to match people up that want to volunteer and the volunteer opportunities that are available. I do think that social media is one area where youth have particular skills that are useful to uh, community organizations. Because quite often, um, an organization, a volunteer organization, if, if, uh, they, if they've been around a long time and it's uh, seniors who are kind of running the organization, they might not be as familiar with how to use Twitter or how to use Instagram. Or, yeah. uh, and that might be something that uh, a youth could, could really have an important role to play with those, those community organizations. Yeah, just helping out, getting the account started, and social media... Is so many benefits for museums because you can advertise your museum and what's happening or your archives or wherever. You can advertise for free what is taking place at your site. You don't have to go anymore and get an expensive website anymore, uh, which is really difficult to maintain, update. Now you can just have a social media platform. So that's that's one way. And, you know, I know from my own experience with museums, uh, it's a recommended 
uh, aspect of collections management that all of the f- artifacts in your collection be photographed. So that's something else that could be very easy for someone to do. If they have a camera, go in, cap- uh, take a couple of snaps of the artifacts, uh, doing inventories. So yeah, there's many ways to get involved. And then uh, just online as well, like a lot of grants now, you can only apply for them online. And that's really difficult for people that have no experience with using the World Wide Web and for people that uh, have very low, very slow internet speeds, which right. is a very common issue here in the province. Yeah, especially with, like, a lot of our rural museums really do struggle with, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're doing a project now with 50 plus clubs mm-hmm. um, across the province. And we had a teleconference earlier in the week and one of the women was saying, yeah, we just don't some of these organizations just don't have internet. You know, they, yep. they're 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 kind of off the grid in that way. I think yeah. that's something that is easily forgotten about when you're in St. John's and you have fiber up and whatever at your fingertips. Um, but you really got to think of those small communities. And you know, there's amazing libraries out there all around the province, and they have workshops on, uh, you know, using social media. They have a workshop on using Google, Facebook, Twitter, email. So take advantage of those free opportunities that are out there. uh, That could help with one part, but then the internet speeds is another thing that still trying to work on. The um, the Museums Association has a a program of uh, you know offering workshops and training and certificate program so that's another avenue for youth to gain experience can, can you talk a little bit about some of the types of training that that your organization provides for sure uh, so yeah with the museum association we have a sur- museum studies certificate program and with the certificate program you have to complete eight courses in four years. Now, this is the only museum studies program offered in the province and is recognized by our other sister organizations across Canada. And with this program, it's not set at a particular location or there's not particular workshops, but we kind of move all around. We have Newfoundland Labrador broken up in six regions and we try to move around as much as we can to offer workshops. So uh, in the certificate program, four of those courses have to be uh, on exhibit, collections management, uh, museum governance, and uh, preventive conservation. The electives can be whatever you're interested in. So those are usually one-day workshops. And you can also take advantage of the Association of Newfoundland Labrador Archives workshops as well to count towards the certificate program. And it's a great basis for getting that museum training. Um, Museum training is very specialized and you need to know how to properly care and handle artifacts and it is recognized. We work a lot with provincial government and right now we have a project with federal government with Canadian Heritage and for the Museum Studies Certificate Program and we're going to be offering workshops for this project until March 31st, 2017. Mm. The Museum Association also has a, an email list, a newsletter that, that goes out. And I, and I quite often recommend that to community groups mm-hmm. and to individuals who just want to know more about what's happening about heritage in the province. It's a really good way to kind of keep track of what's happening in, in community museums and with yeah. your organization. Yeah, we have the listserv go out every Thursday, like museum announcements. And in that, people can share um, job postings, museum events. We'll also share any word we hear about uh, 
grant deadlines, award programs, uh, about our annual conference. So you can get that every Thursday, and you can just register by calling the office um, or emailing, and you can find all of that on the Museum Association's website. The Youth Heritage NL um, also has a Facebook group, Facebook page, where, yeah. where they also post job postings and, and other opportunities for, for youth to get involved, training workshops, volunteer opportunities. Yeah. yeah, there's Youth Heritage, Newfoundland, Labrador, Facebook group. So everyone can comment on that. And then we also have the Youth Heritage, Newfoundland, Labrador Facebook page. And there's always so much happening. Um, there's groups out there that are looking for volunteers, looking to hire someone, and we share all of that to get people as involved in po- as possible. Oftentimes, I know my experience is I want to attend every heritage event out there, <laughs> but my friends are lawyers and accountants and engineers, and I know there's a limit to how many heritage events I can drag them to. So Youth Heritage has opened me up to a new group of friends that you know, are out there that have the same interests as me and we can attend these events together. And it's amazing. It's, it's just a great way to meet new people that have the same interests as you. I remember people saying that after the very first uh, Youth Heritage Forum in 2015 was that uh, we, had a, we had a room full of 60 people who had similar interests, who were from different disciplines and different backgrounds, but mm-hmm. all were kind of united by this passion about history and heritage. And I remember people saying... I, I just didn't know that there were this many people my age who were interested in the same thing. I was definitely one of those people. I had been working with the Museum Association since 2011. And then I walked in that day, Saturday, because I wasn't, I didn't help plan the forum in 2015. And I was like, who are these people? How did I not know anyone? And I was just floored. It was amazing. And anyway, thanks to you guys for dragging everyone out and it was we had about 60 people for that forum it was fabulous people had a grand time and then we even stayed later to talk about on a saturday to talk about a committee and we've been so busy since then it's fabulous so what's going to happen next what what do you see you know happening in the future broadly with youth heritage NL? Well, we want to continue planning more events uh to get people out and to network uh, we're also, so we're planning something for the fall, uh, so stay tuned, uh, any kind of events. We always share stuff on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our listserv. And then we're also hoping to plan a forum for 2017. So that is, that's pretty much what we're working on right now, so we're busy with that. But we're always looking for people to be a part of our group somehow, and you you don't just have to attend events if you know you're far away. There's other ways you can get involved. And one of those ways is you could write a blog uh, posting f- and about what you do, your experiences, and just use it as a platform to brag about yourself or if you have any words of advice. Uh, recent postings, we've had Katie LeBlanc, who is now Dr. Katie LeBlanc. She has a uh, complete she's been successful with her phd in archaeology at simon fraser and she started off attending she's from nova scotia she started off attending uh, memorial university in newfoundland doing archaeology and so she talked about her time in fiji and dealing with gendered studies and we've also had people uh, chris dunn he was ranked last year top 30 under 30 for marketing in canada and he talked about working your network 
So lots of great articles and, you know, any listeners feel free to submit an article and, uh, get your word out about your experiences or your story and you can also take over our instagram account for a week so we can see a week in your life and what you experience in your workplace or volunteering uh, and let everyone in on what you do so uh maybe to wrap up then there's all these various ways that people can get information about youth heritage nl we talked about the facebook page there's also uh, an instagram account mm -hmm. and there's a blog how do, how do people find youth heritage nl uh, uh we are online everywhere everywhere yeah <laughs> so so whatever uh, platform you're on you can pretty much uh, you can pretty much find youth heritage nl uh, is there's a twitter account yeah there's twitter account and a facebook page facebook group Instagram yeah. account and a blog and the blog so to find that would be a lot of a, <laughs> a lot of address for me to give off top yeah. of my head um, but if you want to know more if you just google youth heritage Newfoundland Labrador will be the first search the first option that comes up in that search and then hopefully through our blog uh, with the WordPress you'll be able to get connected to all the different avenues great thank you very much thank you I'm Dale Jarvis. You've been listening to Living Heritage, a production of CHMR Radio 93.5 in collaboration with the Intangible Cultural Heritage Office of the Heritage Foundation of Newfoundland and Labrador. You can find us online at ichblog.ca or on iTunes. Our production assistant is Tara Barrett. We would love to know what you think of the show. Leave us a comment on the Living Heritage Podcast Facebook page or tweet us at ICH underscore NL. Thanks for listening.